Hey, folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to Horrible Horror, Tough Guy, So Bad, It's Scary. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and no, I'm not talking about Christmas. I'm talking headlocks, elbow drops, by slams, and backbreakers. It's WrestleMania time! And in honor of this most sacred of holidays, we watched Wrestle Massacre. We watch it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is! Welcome to the most must-listen-to podcast in history. Welcome to Horrible Horror. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. With me, as always, today on this very special, exciting day uh, is my co-host, my buddy, my tag team partner, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, how you doing tonight? Well, I'll tell you what, I've been rolling down the hill, that dusty road, just going to town, you know, and I've been having a rough time in my life. I've slept in alleys and dined in pork and beans, and I've also drank with kings and queens. Rick Flair! <laughs> Actually, I did that backwards. That's all right. I wined and dined with kings and queens, and I've slept in alleys eating pork and beans. Rick Flair! <laughs> Ah, I'll make so... your liver quiver. I'll tickle your pickle. I'll make a hit sick red on roll. That's your roll. Quick flap! <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's right, guys. If you haven't guessed by the opening and by that, this is it is WrestleMania weekend. Uh, we are recording this actually after WrestleMania has already happened because we had ourselves a very busy weekend. Uh, but we're getting it in. We're tying this with our you know WrestleMania baby. It's 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 a thing. It's amazing. It's a very special time of year. Uh, so we, I butchered my own opening. I, my own intro kind of butchered that, but fuck it. I don't care. We're moving on. Um, so we didn't do much to prepare because, uh, we had a, we had quite a weekend. We did have quite the busy weekend. Uh, it, besides WrestleMania, it was also, um, a bachelor party. So Saturday hey. night, uh, Aaron and the guys from, uh, here comes the spooky and some of our other, uh, some of my other close friends from, you know, listeners, you know, Chris Samples, Coffee Doug Jones. Uh, all guys from the show have been on the show. We all went out for my bachelor party, uh, got rowdy, had some fun, threw some axes, played some games, did a lot of drinking, and had a lot of fun. Uh, and then Sunday was recovery day and WrestleMania part two. Uh, and then so now we're finally getting around to recording. So uh, we're just continuing on. I, I, I just now feel normal. <laughs> awesome. Sunday was bad. Monday wasn't great. <laughs> Today, I'm like, I feel normal now. So it's a two-day hangover for me. Nope. Normal's good. Normal's good. Um, 
<laughs> so that's why, yeah, it was a very busy weekend. Uh, that's why we're getting us a little late, but we're keep, keeping the uh, keeping the theme rolling with WrestleMania. Uh, before we move on to some other stuff, I want to remind you guys about the Horrible Horror Hotline. If you want to call us with any suggestions, comments, or whatever the fuck you want to say, I don't care. Whatever you guys say, you just want to vent about your bitchy ex girlfriend. Lay it in. I don't care. Uh, it's totally free to call. You just call the number seven four zero four. Suck it. Uh, that would be the number to call. Uh, What's that number again? 7404. Suck it! There you go. All right. I've got two two words for you. Yes, we do have two words for you. (laughs) Uh, I also want to show a a shout out to uh, thank you for to Leah Crip Girl Malone as our newest member of our Patreon pa- Patreon. So uh, thank you very much for her. That's awesome. Especially I uh, love getting knowing the hearing from the female listeners out there and uh, love it. That's awesome. So thank you so much, Leah Crip Girl Malone. Uh, we appreciate that. All right. Uh, moving on. We have the results of our final fucked up four for the horrible horror March movie tournament of awfulness. Uh, Aaron has this week's results. Uh, so first up, we have um, we have Helitosis taking on a crack in the floor. Uh, Aaron, what's the results? Who's moving on to the, the championship round? We have Helitosis, the legend of Stank Mouth, taking on crack in the floor. So it's super indie versus a old, pretty indie, but it had some names with Mario Lopez and Gary Busey. And I guess that was enough to carry it because not only did Stank Mouth the Legend of Helitosis, or The Legend of Stigma, Helitosis, whatever. Not only beat Crack in the Floor, it absolutely dominated. There was one single vote for Crack, and the rest, Wow, Helitosis, really? wow. Legend of Stigma. That was, that's a bludgeoning. That was, that was a bloodbath. That would be whipping him like a like the redhead stepson, or like the rented mule, as uh, as the king would say. I believe he said that at one point. Oh, or that a JR. Or that a JR. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Uh, so, all right, Helitosis moving on. I'm not surprised there. I figured it would. I kind of figured Helitosis would be in the finals this year. But will it take the crown? Only time will tell. Let's find out who it will be playing, uh, who it will be going up against. Because in round two, or in matchup two, we had Knight of a Thousand Cats taking on the horrible Dr. Bones. This one I thought might be a little close. I'm not sure here. This was probably a closer one. I have no idea. Was, who, well, who, who is it? I will say it's closer, but not really close. Dr. Bones takes it. The horrible Dr. Bones will be moving on to the finals. The Cats, they, they didn't have to use up all nine lives. They're safe from being crowned the worst. Thank God. I'm I'm so happy to hear that. I was gonna lose my shit if if Night of Thousand Cats went on still because that, that that to me it just had no business being. We did we did have a few people comment like I would like to hear Marshall lose his shit, <laughs> but in all reality, Doctor Bones is such a bad movie. I can't in good faith vote for. Cats. So more than one person said that too. <laughs> so I'm. That's great. So that's it. That's it. There's our, our championship round for this year. We will have Helitosis, the Legend of Stank Mouth, going against the horrible Doctor Bones. Voting for that will start in a uh, day or two. We'll get that going uh, and announce crown our winner in the very near future. I'm excited about that. Speaking of crowning, both so bad. Yes, they are terrible. Like, fucking horrible. Um. Speaking of crowning achievements, uh, it is WrestleMania weekend, and just like WWE, uh, we are no different here. We are we have to introduce in, induct our 
Horrible Horror Hall of Famers for this year. I'm excited to announce the class of the 2020-2021 class of Horrible Horror Hall of Fame. So with that said, no further, uh, let's just get into this. Uh, going into our actor wing of the Hall of Fame, actor division, we have Mr. Sam Qualiana, a long time, many, many appearances on this show. Uh, his resume includes the pretty much the entire Pork Chop series. He's in Pork Chop 1, Pork Chop 2, Pork Chop 3D, and Pig Girl. He was also in Killer Rack and uh, House of Horrors, Gates of Hell, and he was in Poultry Guys. So very deserving, uh, probably overdue member of the Horrible Horror Hall of Fame now. So congratulations. I, I, would, have, I would have to agree with that. I love him in Killer Rack as the, uh, like the asshole boyfriend. He yes. was fantastic. <laughs> Um, his, his final his final scene with um, oh my god why am I drawing a blank Deborah Sean thank you Deborah Fe- fellow Sean. Hall yeah, of another, Famer fellow Hall of Famer I was about to say another another Hall of Famer yeah that was that was the little chef kiss at the end of the movie <laughs> um, also going in to the actors wing is Miss Tiffany Shepis uh, she has been she has graced this, such uh, films on the show as Death House which was a previous winner of the horrible horror March Movie Madness Tournament of Awful. Um, she's also in Hollow's Eve, uh, which we did. She was in the remake of Night of the Demons, the 2009 remake. And she was in Pickaxe, which also happened to be in this year's tournament as well. But that one lost out in the first round, basically. Did very, yeah, very Pickaxe was... I, I did like her performance where she basically did method acting and was hammered the whole time. Just drunk the entire movie. Yes. Right. <laughs> Uh, moving on to the act to the director slash producer wing, we have Mr. Dennis Devine. He's brought us some classic movies. Uh, he was in most recently we uh, this year's movie that was in this year's term. I should say, uh, "Don't Look in the Cellar." He also brought us way back when episode number two, I think, or three. He was uh, Night of the Dead slash Friday the Thirteenth, and he's also the director. And writer of a previous winner of the Horrible Horror March Movie Madness Tournament of Awful, uh, Alice in Murderland. He was uh, responsible for that. So he's very well deserving of of this honor. So Dennis Devine, welcome to the Hall of Fame. And last in our uh, distribution company slash releasing company uh, wing, we have Wild Eye Releasing uh, or Releases. uh, Releasing, I think it is properly. And they, uh, let's see where, where, where their accolades at. We got them. Okay. They brought us, uh, they're behind movies as well. Pickaxe. They're involved in that. They also brought us bunny with an eye, uh, which was uh, a pretty stinker, but interesting. And they're also behind the incredibly craptastic Sharkenstein, uh, as well. So there's, uh, the wide wild eye releasing joins the distribution and production company, wing of the horrible horror hall of fame class of 2020 slash 2021 so congratulations you honorable honorable there inductees is. There, there it is. is there's the hall of fame done this year so with all that I out of the way that mr divine is long overdue long overdue yes um I agree. I, I, he's, I, he's one I can't believe slipped through the cracks in the floor. Uh, I wish he would have done that because that would have been a great segue. Unfortunately, he did not. <laughs> uh, he slipped into the cellar where we forgot to look because you don't look in the cellar. There we go. You don't look in the cellar. You don't look in the cellar. 
right. So moving on, well, let's get to the movie itself. Let's uh, chew off the fireworks, make our entrance, and bring in Wrestle Massacre. This movie was written, uh, or it was released on August 3rd of 2018. So it was actually released right around WrestleMania uh, for that year, which was a smart move on their part. Uh, it's written by Julio Banna Fernandez, Matthew L. Furman, Rosanna Nelson, and Brad Twig. So lots of chefs in that kitchen. Uh, it's also directed by Brad Twig. You can find this movie free to watch on Tubi right now, or you can buy the DVD from Amazon if you wish. So uh, it is now, free. How 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 many people? One, two, three. wrote this movie. Uh, four. Four people have four. writing credits. Yes, four. Quote unquote wrote this movie. Yeah, quote unquote. Uh, just yeah, four horsemen. The four horsemen of the horror movie <laughs> apocalypse. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, the cast there's quite a bit of people we're going to mention here real quick because we're going because uh, it is a wrestling movie so first of all our main guy Randy is maybe Richie Acevedo uh, this man is a professional wrestler who started wrestling back in 1989 he's still wrestling today um, he's got 33 movie credits to a name to his name including movies called Coronavirus Patient Zero uh, The Zombie <laughs> Club uh, he, he, <laughs> he was on three episodes of Castle Rock which I believe is the uh, Stephen King uh, yeah. series. Uh, and he was yeah, also, it's actually pretty good. He was also in the movie MILFs vs. Zombies. Um, and he, he's a, he, you probably never see him wrestling because he's mostly an indie wrestler uh, from Cuba. I think he does a lot of wrestling down in, down in Cuba and Dominican and that, that, that territory, if you will. Uh, then we have Hercules, played by, I wish it was WWE Hall of Fame. I wish it was... I wish it was Hercules playing Hercules, but it is not. It is WWE Hall of Famer Tony Atlas makes an appearance as Hercules in this movie. Uh, then we have Owen, our main one of the main characters, is played by writer Julio Banna Fernandez himself. So the writer is also starring in this movie. That's always a good sign. Uh, Tex is played by Jason John BB or Bebe. I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm going to say Bebe because I'm a big Adam Cole fan. So Bebe. Uh, we have he's. <laughs> Got 56 credits, including movies such as Horrific Evil Monsters, Harvest of Horrors, Post-Apocalyptic Commando Shark, A Very Zombie Christmas, Sharknado 2, and he was in Snow Shark with newest horrible horror inductee, Sam Qualiana. So, he was in Snow Shark. Uh, then we have Sean, played by the French tickler himself, Mr. Rene Dupree. Uh, he is in this movie. Uh, then we have Kendo, played by the fucking waste of space and human garbage bag that is ECW star Sandman. He is in this movie, sadly. Uh, then we have food truck worker, who I think might have not cut out of this movie, at the, but she's still in the credits. Uh, Jessica Cressa, uh, better known to wrestling fans as the female wrestler ODB. Uh, she also wrestled under the name Jessica James, uh, and she was in... Uh, also billed in 2003 uh, on an episode of SmackDown, she was billed as Brock Lesnar fan. So there's her claim to fame. But most people will know her as ODB, the female wrestler. But I think she might have been so, cut out of this movie because I do not remember her in this. I do. Uh, have, I do have a question here. Have yes. A question. Why such hate for Sandman? <laughs> because he's the worst thing I've ever seen ever. Um, maybe next to Bill Goldberg, I think Sandman might be the worst wrestler I've ever seen. 
<laughs> wow. And yes, I'm taking shots at a certain somebody right now who's going to listen to this, and I don't, they'll know who I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just going to say, he's, okay, yeah, I'm not comparing him to Goldberg. Goldberg's even better than this guy. Uh, he, it just, he was the worst. Like, I don't understand. Like, I get it. If it was not for ECW, this guy has no business being even a, a name in the wrestling industry, uh, let alone considered a star or a worker. He all... He, he was just white trash, like God, I guess. Like, he, oh, he, he, I grant, I didn't watch a whole lot of ECW. I watched enough of it. And every time I saw him, I don't think I ever saw him ever once do anything resembling a wrestling move. I don't think I ever saw him body slam anybody. I don't think I saw him hip toss anybody. These are the basic moves. All I ever saw him do was drink beer, punch somebody, and hit people with kendo sticks. That's all he did, and cuss a line and give people the finger. He was the well, he worst was, waste of space ever, in my opinion. He was stone cold before stone cold was stone cold. That's what it is. He did. He started that shit in ECW. He was on coming out drinking beer, staying on the ropes, getting people like a very everyman kind of character. He wore fucking zooms, so what those, those Zumba yeah, pants, Zumbas. Or those pants were called. Yeah. And, uh, you know, have a kendo stick. He'd be smoking the ring. He did a DDT. I think that was his finisher. Um, and he, he did a few, like, but he did a lot of hardcore stuff. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of hardcore, but I think there's a certain place for it. In, pro in, the, ta- in, in, in the era. Yeah. Cause that was a big thing. All the tables and hit each other with like fluorescent light bulbs and barbed wire. It, it was just a shock and awe thing. But there was no skill but, in there. He was terrible. And yes, he was stone. You could say he was a precursor to Stone Cold. But you know what, Stone Cold, even when he was in ECW, he could still fucking wrestle. He took the he could actually wrestle. Sandman was the biggest waste of space. Maybe him and New Jack are probably the worst things I've ever seen in a ring. And I'm gonna throw in Abdul the Butcher. Those three fuckers are my Mount Rushmore of the all-time worst wrestlers I think I've ever seen. Um, Man, you just want to piss off the hardcore guys who actually may have enough <laughs> fucking piss and vinegar to actually come find you. You know, like really like needling the guys who may actually be like, fuck that piece of shit from St. Louis. I'm going to get, what's his name? Marshall. <laughs> We're going, like, you might want to watch your fucking P's and Q's, bro. Fine. But they know they suck. They know they suck. Come on. They made a, they made, but at the same time, he, they made a career of it. Hell, he was even WWE even brought him for a short run, and he still did the same damn thing. Came out the crowd, hit people with kendo sticks, and that was it. But he still was in WWE for a short time. So I mean, he's made money doing this shit. Well, what's 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 professional wrestling? It's entertainment, right? At the right. end of the day, it is. At the end of the day, yes, it is entertainment. And they put butts in seats. People paid to watch them. They went specifically to go see Sandman to see New Jack throw himself off something high and throw himself through something to see Abdullah butcher get stabbed in the head multiple times. <laughs> people would do that. So I'm not saying they had a gift of performance. Obviously they're not good athletes, but they were good entertainers. Right. It may not be your cup of tea, but you cannot deny that they put butts in seats. Well, I won't, I, I said in that era, in their niche. Yes, I will agree with that. But, I'm still calling them the worst wrestlers ever because they weren't wrestlers. If we want to call them, we'll call them hardcore entertainers. Oh, that makes them sound like porn stars. But um, <laughs> they weren't wrestling. That's for sure. That, 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 anyway, 
they still suck. Anyway, moving on. Uh, then we have Tito, played by ex-pro wrestler Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, who might not be a household name, but he was a two-time NWA Tag Team Champion once with WWE Hall of Famer Dusty Rhodes and once with WWE Hall of Famer Ravishing Rick Rude. So he had some good tag team partners there that he worked with for a while. That's some pretty I good. remember him. He had some spicy beans. It was good stuff. Uh, then we have Colleen, played by possibly future... Hall, horrible Horror Hall of Fame inductee, Brandy Mason. Uh, she's got 29 credits, including Pig Girl, Plan 9 from the Plan 9 from Our Space remake, just called Plan 9, Don't Fuck in the Woods, and she's also in the now-completed Waiting for a Release, Don't Fuck in the Woods 2. So, there's more of her to come. Uh, I then, thought I recognized those titties. <laughs> well, you might also recognize these titties, because Liz is played by porn star Nadia White, who we last saw them today's in Don't Fuck in the Woods as well. Uh, and then <laughs> we have Boogie, played by wrestling legend Jimmy Valiant. Uh, he, uh, it's appropriate that since way back in the early 80s when he wrestled on Jimmy Crockett's NWA as a babyface, he used the name the Boogie Woogie Man, which I guess he still goes by in, in this movie and now. But Jimmy Valiant is in this. Uh, Randy's father is played by Joseph Perujovic. Uh, now you may be asking yourself, who the fuck is that name? I don't know, but you might know him better as WWE Hall of Famer Nikolai Volkov, the ultimate Russian himself, is in this movie. Uh, and lastly, uh, the quote-unquote soap opera couple is played by Horrible Horror Hall of Famer, part of our very first class of inductees, Mr. Sean C. Phillips himself. Now it has been a hot minute since we have seen him on this show, and it feels good to have him back. So he makes a cameo appearance. With that said, all that out of the way, let's finally, finally, let's get to the movie. So, the movie, Wrestle Massacre, we open in the woods. Uh, in the very in the very first opening seconds of this movie, we get yeah, ass and titties. That's, that's, where, that's where a wrestling the horror movie just started. He's in the fucking woods. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was so pissed when I saw that. I was like, oh my god, this is going to be indie as Fox. It's a wrestling, <laughs> it's a wrestling horror movie, yep. and you're in the fucking woods because you can't woods. afford to start off in a ring. <laughs> Fuck you. So right off the bat, I'm not happy. But right off the bat, you're getting ass and titties. Uh, you get full on nudity. Granted, it is a pretty thick girls. It's a floppy mess of ass and titties. Yeah, uh, but it's still ass and titties uh, and a landing strip um, running around. Um, so this girl and her boyfriend are being chased to the woods by the killer. Um, the guy, the boyfriend is too tired to keep running. Tells the girl that like, you know, go on without him. I will stay behind and I'll, I'll fight him or something, fight the guy. So the boyfriend turns to fight the killer who has this long black curly hair, long black beard, thick chest hair, and wears black wrestling tights, like the small underwear brief kind. Um, and this guy pretty much, the boyfriend just gets his ass kicked. Like just instantly. Uh, the killer rips out the guy's throat and then eats it before going after the girl. Uh, he finds the girl hiding behind a tree, uh, pops up behind her, grabs her by her head, and at first it looks like he's just going to like snap her neck, but oh no, it's much better than that. He straight up rips her fucking face off, and it looks fairly decent. The girl stands there, a bloody mess with no face, standing there naked, blood running down her, uh, it looks like there's more blood coming out of her vagina than her face, though, which is really weird. Um, and then the killer smashes her head up against a tree, kills her, and walks away. 
And that's our opening. And God damn, I am 100% on board right now with this movie. That's in the, it's a pretty awesome opening. I, I was, I are you, thought. Are you fucking bonkers? Okay. <laughs> are you serious? It's a, it's a goddamn wrestling horror movie that starts in the fucking woods. These, it's, why the fuck is this chick naked? Who fucking knows? <laughs> yeah. Ass and titties are flopping around. They're, they showed the same running scene twice in a row. Uh, <laughs> and then when the guy goes, I can't run anymore. I'll die. I keep on like, you fat piece of shit. I'm like, okay. So he's an out of shape guy. Who's chasing him? And then they panned and the guy who's chasing him who's like five foot nine and about as round as a goddamn barrel. Yep. And I'm like, oh, you're, you're running out of breath because that fucking fat ass is chasing you? This is your killer? Oh, God. I agree and with he, all he that. Looks, he he looks like a Bruiser Brody reject. Yeah, you know he's got the Bruiser Brody hair, the big beard, you know. And Bruiser Brody was six foot seven, like three hundred pounds that can move really fast. And this guy—it's <laughs> <laughs> like him, but like small size. Yeah, <laughs> like compact. Yeah, uh, I agree with everything you said, but at the same time, man, the kills—I was like, oh. He rips a guy's throat out and eats it, and it rips a girl's face off. Like, and it looked better than I thought it was for this level of movie. So I'm like, I'm on board. I agree with everything you said. You're right. But at the same time, I am on board so far. I am good. I, I, I am not. <laughs> I am not. Oh, I can't believe you. That's, I'm kind of breaks my heart a bit. So now we cut this guy named Owen sitting on his couch, and it's four days earlier before the opening kill scene. He gets a call from somebody we find out he owes money to. Uh, they talk a bit. The guy on the other side of the on the call, um, who always sees a close up of his mouth, tells Owen that he better pay up and threatens Owen, saying he has a guy that will dry swallow three Viagra and then come over and put Owen in a dress or something like that. It's a really weird threat, uh, really odd. But um, mouth dude hangs up, leaving Owen looking terrified as, as his girlfriend Becky enters and sits down next to him. He tells her that he's borrowed fifteen thousand dollars from these, from I guess loan sharks or something, and promises that he'll find a way to get him out of this crisis and he'll fix his mess. Now we cut to some warehouse where we meet Steve sweeping up. Uh, his boss comes up and starts talking to him, but they get interrupted by the loan shark and his muscle man, one of which is the fucking stand man who has his trusty kendo stick. Uh, they beat up Steve and turn on the boss who apparently owes them money. Uh, uh, the scene's fucking awful. This whole scene has, it it had nothing to, it's nothing but them trying to basically improvise every line. Um, every other word is fuck. It's only like a minute or so long, but even that's too long. It's just, it's, I just downright terrible. I don't know how else to say it. It's a, it's a horrible, horrible scene. Uh, the gang, the loan shark muscle thugs threaten the boss who they keep calling Doughboy and tell him to better have his money by Sunday. Um, and that's it. It's a, it's a horrible it's scene. Um, it's, and and this, this guy doesn't come back at all. There's no talk of him ever again. It's just a scene to show the Sandman kind of be tough muscle. And I'm like, okay, he might come back later. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that's it for Sandman. He's in one scene. He, he improvises a few Fuck you, I'll break you with the kendo stick. And he slaps the guy around with the kendo stick. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and that's it. He's never seen again. Uh, but yeah. This what a waste. Yeah, what it, a fucking waste. 
Um, I kind of agree, even though I don't like Stan Lee. It's the way, if you're going to get a guy, like, wrestler, famous, I hate to use the word wrestler with him, but wrestlers in this movie, that's your way, like, that's how you're going to waste them? Like, that, that's such a waste of, a, of, of money, the, whatever you're paying this guy to do. That's horrible. And Sam, man, you're probably only paying him, like, a, give him a fucking six-pack of beer, and you're probably always getting anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it's basically just to introduce the, the, the thugs, the money shark, the loan shark thugs, basically. So we cut to our killer Randy watching TV in the, and, and on the TV in the garage is some white guy cleaning the car. In comes his girlfriend, who is the same guy in a dress. Uh, and this is where we see uh, Sean C. Phillips. And it's basically, a, I guess it's supposed to be a soap opera he's watching of, the, of Sean C. Phillips, like arguing with himself. But I don't know. Uh, and basically, it's, it's supposed to be a comedy scene. Like they argue about how. Uh, the girl found another girl's panties, but then the guy. I feel it. bad. I just skipped through it. Okay. Yeah. It, it, and it, you know it, what's it, funny? Because I didn't. I didn't know it was Don Cheadle. Yeah. I, like, it took me a while too. I was like, I was like, soap opera guy. Soap. Who the fuck is soap opera guy? Oh. Oh, this is supposed to be a soap opera because the thing is, last we saw Sean C. Phillips was years ago when he was so huge, gigantic. Right. He has lost a ton of weight by now to the point where. Did not even recognize him in this movie. So good for him. getting Losing that weight and getting healthy. Good for him. Um, so we'll skip it. We'll move it on. Um, so at this point, uh, Randy then sees a TV commercial for the Boogie Wrestling Camp located in Shawsville, Virginia, which is a real wrestling school run by Jimmy Valiant in Shawsville, Virginia. It's a real place. Oh, you, oh, oh, you think? Yeah. They yeah. didn't. Like beat you about the head and shoulders, like Sandman would with a kendo stick, letting you know that you can go to this wrestling school and fucking butt fuck Virginia. Call now, yeah, yeah you that's can. Your parents, dude, uh, it was they were really <laughs> laying it on thick, and you're like, oh, it's a real wrestling. No shit. <laughs> well, just wanted to make sure people knew that. Uh, so, seeing the commercial, Randy says to himself, "That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be a professional wrestler, just like my dad, and I'll show Becky that I can be someone." So right now we know that he's got the hots for Owen's girlfriend, wife, whatever the fuck she is. He's into Becky. We then jump to Randy at work as a groundskeeper slash landscaper, hitting dead bushes with a piece of wood while imitating various famous wrestlers. Um, up comes Owen, who's seen. What? I thought that was kind of funny, actually. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's kind of funny. Uh, I mean, he's doing like like Hulk Hogan bits. I think Macho Man bits, and like some, you know, he's and just hitting. Bushes with a piece of wood. Uh, the reason it's so funny is because it's so bad. It is bad. Like, he's doing a horrible impersonation. He's like, take that, Hogan. <laughs> 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 it's so ridiculous. But for some reason, I'm like, all right, I like that. <laughs> um, so up comes Owen, who seems to be Randy's kind of boss, but not really later. It's weird. Uh, I guess Owen hired Randy's company to do landscaping there or something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they talk about border walls and like the Mexican American border wall, supposedly and all this shit. And Owen congratulates Randy on being the only undocumented Mexican worker left in the state. Uh, it's a really odd thing. To, it's weird dialogue. That's an odd thing to have in there. But uh, Randy's like, Hey, I, I'm Cuban. I'm not Mexican. Um, and shortly after this from outside, uh, he watches Becky and Owen through a window uh, as the two of them get into an argument, which pisses off Randy. Randy gets mad like, at Owen, I guess, because Owen's upsetting 
Becky. So Randy's upset by this. Uh, Owen storms off. And then Randy just walks into their house. It's so weird. Uh, like, he just, he's just like, it's like if your gardener or landscape guy you just hired from some company just walks into your house. He's like, what's up, guys? It's so, like that bloom, like, really? Eh, eh, eh. That's uh, not that big a deal. It so, depends on what kind of relationship you got with the guy. I guess, but like, it's still weird. You think they'd knock first. Anyway, it's, uh, they, uh, Randy. It's, it's, it's because, it's because, Marshall, you don't talk to your help. <laughs> okay, you're too much of a fucking snob. So well, I am a lord. I up. am a lord, and the help is beneath me. There might, you know. Yeah. So whenever, whenever the help comes by, I'm like, "How you doing, Marshall?" He's like, "Good." <laughs> yeah. See, us, us normal, you know, <laughs> six, Joe six packs. We talk to the common man. We talk to the every man. <laughs> we want to make sure that you know they're living the American dream, Marshall. Well, you can be you can be your Dusty Rose American dream. I will be my aristocrat Hunter Hearst Helmsley, my blue blood, and I will. Turn my nose up at the the low life help. Um, anyway, Ouch. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, after a short conversation, Becky asked Randy if he would like to come out with her tomorrow night for a drink. Um, which Randy is like, yeah, of course, great. So uh, next is a conversation between Randy and his coworker Tito. Uh, Tito gives Randy a motivational speech about kicking down the door of life and taking what you want and don't be a pussy and blah blah blah. And that's that's the whole scene. And I don't think you ever see Tito again after this. So um, now we cut to a naked chick in the shower whose titties look like they have been abused. I mean, seriously, these things have like several small bruises on her tits. And you can see the boot job scars. So it's kind of like, oh, that, that those are some rough looking titties. They're big. But they are gigantic. Oh, yeah, they're big and they're nicely shaped. But man, they have been through put through the ringer or something, man. <laughs> They've taken some bumps in their day. They didn't stuff some speed bags in there. Of course, this is uh, porn. This is Nadia White again. Uh, so Randy just so happens to be walking by and decides to peep through the bathroom window, which is a tiny little basement window for some reason. It, it's pretty clear that it's not like the window he's looking is not really a bathroom window. It's it's weird. Um so and it keeps changing depending on the angle of of uh, the camera shooting in or out. But anyway, so Randy gets busted by the girl's boyfriend or husband who catches Randy spying on her naked. Uh, the boyfriend's name is Jack. Punches Randy in the stomach for spying on his girl and threatens to kill Randy if he ever catches him catches him spying on her again. And that's the scene. It cuts to Randy watching TV again. This time he's watching a TV evangelist. Randy falls asleep and has a dream of the TV evangelist talking to him through the TV. And in this dream, he tells the reverend, the evangelist, that he wants to be somebody and have Becky fall in love with him. So the reverend tells him to go to the wrestling school and pick a fight, prison style, like pick a fight with the biggest guy there and show your dominance. And then a demon comes on screen saying, kill, 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 while giving double finger guns to Randy. Um, kind of funny, but made zero fucking sense. I was like, why yeah, is there a demon all of a sudden? It's, like, it's clearly, it's clearly a store-bought mask and gloves. He's like, yeah, man, go kill him. Pew, 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 kill. Uh, I mean, the finger gun thing was kind of funny, but I was like, what? Like, okay, so now we have demons involved in this, which, huh? Uh, well, I just, I just thought it was part of his dream. Yeah, I thought so, but we'll come back to that later. Uh, next, we see Randy getting called into Mr. Hogan's office, uh, who is his boss, 
where he gets uh, uh, sent home because the client complained and canceled their contract with the company. That client being Jack complained that after ra- catching Randy spying on his girl, so he cost them a contract. Um, so Mr. Hogan, by the way, it looks like an old meth addict version of Hulk Hogan, complete with handlebar mustache and bandana around his head. Um, and at one point, Mr. Hogan calls Randy a midget Mexican Sasquatch, which, as racist as it is, is kind of funny and kind of accurate. Because um, he's very hairy and big like Sasquatch, but tiny. So, um, anyway. A Cuban man. A Cuban, a Cuban Sasquatch. Uh, we cut to Randy getting ready for his night out with Becky and giving himself a prep talk in the mirror. And God damn, is it a long prep talk. I have never seen a longer prep talk in my life. He's, he's, he's cutting a promo to fucking pump himself yes, up. Yes, that's right. He's cutting a promo on himself, basically, trying to psych himself up to go on, go out with Becky. Um, then it jumps to Randy at the bar waiting for Becky to arrive, which she does. Uh, but with her is Owen, which takes the wind right out of Randy's sails. Um, after some talking, Owen gets up and leaves, and it seems like he's... Then it seems like Owen just teleported from the bar to, like, a warehouse because like it's just like this cement hallway where he gets jumped by the loan shark thugs again. Um, I don't know. It's a weird transition because he's in a definitely, like, you can tell like a, just a small hole in the wall bar. And then he's just like in like the tunnel that leads out to like from the locker room to the football field, like this, that weird, that cement tunnel or something. It's a weird hot. I don't know. It's a weird transition. Um, it's, it's just, it just doesn't look like the rest of the place. Yeah, so this at is all. Where we get the we, we get the lone shark thugs again, but this time this we're time, missing Sam, man. Yep. But we got Tony Atlas. That's right. You take out Sam and put in Tony Atlas. Um, and it, we also learned that uh, they work for a guy named Mister Valentine, who is the big boss. And oh, like I said, Owen owns him like fifteen thousand dollars, which he apparently lost on fantasy football. And again, just like the first scene. <laughs> This one is, again, this seems all improvised, filled with F-bombs. It's terrible. And like I said, the only difference is you're singing out Chan Man for Tony Atlas. And Tony Atlas is pretty bad in this. All he says, is like he's, they keep saying, like, uh, like don't pay. I Please don't pay up so so Hercules here can break you. And, and Atlas just keeps, all he says is, like, don't pay. <laughs> don't pay. Tell me you're not going to pay. Don't pay. <laughs> don't pay. And it's horrible. It's so bad. So bad. Uh, At least he's committed to the bit. You know, I will say that. that he did commit. He committed he, he hard. Did. He, he, he didn't break character. He no did matter not. how shitty his character was. And he did slap him around a little bit. But he did not. And to be fair, pretty perfect honest, the actor who's playing Owen looks like he's about to fucking crack up any second <laughs> yeah he does he really did uh he is on the fucking edge he is, he's, he's fucking chris katanning that shit you know or actually i think it was uh uh oh fucking oh. uh wasn't not it wasn't katan who i did it it was uh jimmy uh jimmy it? fallon jimmy that's fallon it. that's it jimmy fallon yeah yes, he's, I, I ruined my joke jimmy fallon yeah jimmy, jimmy, fallon. jimmy fallon this shit he's hanging on by a fucking thread and Tony Atlas starts to look like he wants to make a break. He's like, <laughs> I think he, he maybe he was uh, as bad as Tony Atlas is. He was way better than Sandman, who was at, who was garbage in his scene. Uh, so uh, and just like Owen taking the wind out of Randy's sails, at this point the movie is taking the wind out of mine. 
the opening seconds, as I said, I was a hundred percent in on this movie. I was like, yes, this is gonna be great. I'm awesome. But now I'm like, this just, uh, it sucks. I was so pumped at the opening scene, but it, oh, I'm just, it, it, drags, it, it drags and it drags and it drags. Yeah. I, I was so pumped. I've seen the opening scene, but like, holy, it's like, holy fucking shriveled steroid testicles. This movie just became as slow as Undertaker's WrestleMania walk to the ring. It's just, it just bottomed out. Like, I don't know what happened. It started hot and just was, it just crawled to us. It just slowed down to a crawl. Like, it, it's so bad now. It, it's, it's not even a horror movie at this point. Now we're watching some kind of like weird drama unfolding. It's like, it, I don't even know how to explain what we're watching at this point. There's like, at this point, there are zero horror elements in there's, this movie at point. Yeah. There's, there's, two, and there's two stories going on here. We have the story of, you know, the, the groundkeeper who wants to be a pro wrestler who's getting, you know, kind of shit on by life, yes. you know, and you're, you're following him. But then you're also following the story of Owen and his debt. And, you know, how's he going to get the money to pay off the, the goons? Yeah. And these are the two stories that are kind of the only thing that's keeping them together is that the one guy does the other guy's lawn. That's I, it. That's the only connection. And that, yeah, and Becky maybe because the the Randy likes yeah, is in love with yeah. Becky who's married to Owen, so that's the that's the hinge, I guess. But yeah, it's it's become a whole other movie at this point. Um, and it's it just it just starts to drag and drag. And keep mind, this drag. yeah, this movie is an hour and forty minutes. It's a long movie, and I'm like, oh, this. Is gonna, and so when once it starts dragging, you realize, oh fuck, there's a long way to go, and it's slowed down to like quicksand level um like i said like a like uh slow the great kali match if you will uh, it's bad um so we're skipping ahead here there's a short scene back at Rant- becky's house where we learn that she has a bit of a drinking problem um and like she's starting to have a drinking problem and has a brother that's a reformed alcoholic who's played by uh her brother sean is played by renee dupree uh yeah the, the only jacked motherfucker in this movie. Yeah. Um, I don't remember Renee Dupree being that huge, man. He got ripped since he left WWE. Uh, oh, no. He was, he was always pretty ripped. I know he's always in good shape, but I, he just seemed more chiseled than I remember him being. And way more covered in tattoos. He got tatted up since his WWE yes, days. Because I didn't even recognize him at first. Because he's like long black hair now. And WWE had like blonde hair and didn't have tattoos. It took me a while to Gosh. realize that was Renee Dupree. Yeah, he had um, short, short brown hair, and he did the like little Frenchy dance. Yeah, the French tickler. It was a little French tickler. Yeah. yeah, the Frenchy dance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the French tickler. That's the one. <laughs> the French tickler. <laughs> uh, That's so stupid. So finally, Randy makes it to the wrestling school, where he enrolls and instantly gets his ass kicked in the ring by the seventy-something-year-old Jimmy Valiant in the smallest wrestling ring I think I've ever seen in my life. I think my daughter's bed is bigger than this wrestling ring. Uh, everyone in the building just points and laughs at Randy as he's laying on the mat after he gets ass kicked by a 70 year old man. Um, and basically he got his ass taken out by a few hip tosses and a back elbow. That's what took okay. Randy out. <laughs> I, I am going to have to say, I loved this fucking scene. I love this part. Because as many listeners know, maybe some of you don't, I went to, I did some indie wrestling for a little bit and I went to a wrestling school. And so to see an actual wrestling school was pretty awesome. And actually Jimmy Valiant is cutting a fucking promo like a goddamn champ and he's 70 fucking million years old. (laughs) 
with his fucking beard. And he goes, I'm going to get in the ring. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Valiant <laughs> cuts just, promos in this movie. If, hard. He just, <laughs> if he just trips and falls, he's going to break. But he's, <laughs> boogie, he's the boogie woogie man. What am I thinking? Man, he's like shaking all loose. Yeah, he looks like <laughs> shit doing his hip toss. He looks like shit going off the ropes. But he's 70,000 years old. <laughs> he's fucking doing it. I loved every second of that shit. I loved it. Oh, I'm not good denying that. Good, good, I love yeah. it too, but I'm just, I got to call it out for what it is. You know, I mean, it, it was pretty shitty wrestling. I, I, you know, a guy who had no big, <laughs> gets taken out by two hip tosses in the back elbow by a 70 year old man, seven, almost 80 year old man, probably. It's kind yeah, of fucking is, hilarious. I, I had to look it up. So he's 78 right now. 78 right now. All right. So, so this was made in 2018. 18. So let's just say he's, he's, 75 okay so he's 75 years old yeah that's crazy like although vince mcmahon yeah. is getting up that age or he was but he's not still wrestling now but man he took some serious bumps still in his like 60s oh, yeah because he's on all the roids too that's true <laughs> that's true <laughs> i mean he's on all the fucking roids. <laughs> all of them he's he's my canary in the coal mine you know like <laughs> I want to see how much a human being can just pump themselves full of this shit. How long they can live. <laughs> and Vinny Mack is like my fucking canary in the coal mine. When he dies, I'm like, okay, that's the limit. That's I wonder if he's like, if he's like, I wonder if he's got to the point where like he's is like he has to like he he's so dependent on like he can't stop taking it because if he stops taking the roids, then like his heart will just stop. Like the roids are, are keeping him alive at this point. I think to be perfectly honest, they probably are. You know, because if he stopped that stuff cold turkey, his body wouldn't know what the fuck is happening and probably shut down. <laughs> He'd have to like fucking wean off it like an alcoholic who drinks too much. You know, you, you can't just stop like an alcoholic. You got to wean yourself down. I can't imagine if he stopped steroids cold turkey that he would be in any kind of good shape. He'd be Foxville. Probably. Um, so I did want to say, I did notice uh, for all you, for the, all the uh, anime nerds and geeks out there that one of the extras in the wrestling school crowd does have a Dragon Ball Z capsule corp patch on his jacket sleeve. I did pick that out of the crowd. Uh, Randy pretty much at this point just gets laughed out of the Wait, building. So- Basically, you're telling me one of the people there shops a Hot Topic. <laughs> I don't know. Do they sell Dragon Ball Z stuff at Hot Topic like, now? What a, what a weird thing to latch on to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we cut back to Randy in Mr. Hogan's office doing his performance review. Uh, but basically, they just end up firing Randy. It, that's the whole thing. And at this point, I said, fuck! We are 50 minutes into this movie and I'm like, where the hell is the massacre? 50 minutes of this movie has gone by, and we've had nothing ex- it, for, um, outside of the opening, like, 30 seconds of any kind of massacre so far. Nothing nothing remotely horror whatsoever. And we just had, like, what, in the last two minutes, we finally had, like, a real first wrestling appearance at all? And it's not, so, whew, it is a long marathon of a, of a, a tr- journey on this one. Uh, now we jump to Randy uh, returning home where he has a talk with his dad. Now, if you remember, I told you that Randy is Cuban. He said he's Cuban. Uh, so he's Hispanic. Um, and so for the entire movie so far, people have been calling him make, just making racist jokes and, and uh, about his Hispanic heritage and all that. So you would think that maybe his dad should be Hispanic too, right? But nope, his dad's fucking Russian. 
And like I said, not just Russia, but the most Russian of Russia could be Russian. Like, his dad's Nikolai fucking Volkov. Like, he's the most Russian person in the history of wrestling, almost. And I'm dying laughing during this scene, when hearing Volkov um, say that Randy is ruining the family name of Sanchez. Like, <laughs> it should be like... <laughs> It should be like, uh, you're ruining the side of Savaka uh, or Savaka or Savoka or. I don't know, but like, hearing Nikolai Volkov speak in the heaviest Russian accent ever, trying, and he's supposed to be Hispanic, is cracking my ass up. And it's so. And first of all, like he can barely even speak English. It's so. It's f- I was just laughing my ass off this entire scene. I loved it so much. So Volkov tells Randy that he's a failure. And if it wasn't for him and his bitch mother giving birth to him, he could have been a Hall of Fame wrestler, which is ironic because Volkov actually is a Hall of Fame wrestler. Um, but this scene is just brutal in a couple of different ways. And like I said, one is just, to the horrible things that Volkov is saying to and about Randy. Um, it's, it's brewing and very, it's like, Oh God, like how I like guess father saying that to his son is just like the most awful. He's saying some downright. Yeah, dis- man. He's, he's saying stuff like when your things. mother was, when you were born, you should have been put in a garbage bag and thrown in the ocean. Yeah. You know, your, your mother should have shit you, you know, just thrown you in the garbage. You know, you're an absolute horrible person. You're a bitch of a mother. She, you know, she died giving birth to you because you're such a piece of shit. Yeah. Man, he's really going there. And like, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't, you know, I would have been famous. I wouldn't be stuck here. You ruined my life. It's it's brutal. And then the other thing is, like I said, just listen to Volkov trying to speak English in that super thick Russian accent. It's hilarious. That's brutal on film. Um, I do, however, love the shirt that Nikolai is wearing because on it is a picture of either an owl or maybe it's an owl bear from Dungeons and Dragons, but it looks like an owl with turkey feathers coming out of its back of it, like its ass. Or some, I don't know, but I kind of love the shirt. I just couldn't stop staring at the shirt. Um, anyway, Volkov ends up slapping Randy around and pretty much just disowns Randy. Uh, Randy's like says like I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show everyone. Everyone's gonna pay. Um, Nikolai. Goes to hit Randy again, but this time Randy blocks it by grabbing Nikolai's arm mid-swing. Uh, and then Randy strangles Nikolai to death while saying, I'll show you, I'll show you, I'll show you, over and over until Volk- Nikolai Volkov is dead. Uh, now we cut to Randy in his room, I think supposed to be going crazy, hearing his dad's voice uh, in like... Uh, in, 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 his head, in, in his head yeah. and, and, and his dad's laughing at him in his head and all this stuff. Um, Randy then crushes a beer can and says, no more. So I'm like, okay, crush that beer can. Uh, Sweet. <laughs> and then we get a short montage of Randy gearing up in his wrestling gear. Like, you know, like the, the montage of like the commando gearing up in the military gear or, or you know, the, the super soldiers are getting ready for battle. Nope, he's gearing up, pulling on the tights, pulling up those knee ba- knee. Uh, Knee pads and tightening those wrestling boots up. That's the montage. He's geared up. Randy goes back to the wrestling school to confront all those that laughed at him uh, in his uh, uh, in, in the previous scene. So his first victim is Tex, the guy who worked the counter uh, when he first walked in. 
And the fight, it, it's pretty quick. The fight ends with Randy um, raking Tex's eyes. Tex's eyes like the old, uh, you know, the old heel when he rakes the eyes. And then gives him a backbreaker that literally breaks Tex's back. Causing him to spit up mouth blood and killing him. Yeah. So I'm like, finally, here we go. WrestleMaster, here we go. Backbreaker, legit wrestling move. Kills the guy with it. I'm on board again. Let's get the win back of themselves. Let's get this moving. Uh, so seeing Randy kill Tex, the two other random dudes there were there like, fuck that, I'm out. And they take off running. Uh, never see him again. Randy heads inside to confront Jimmy Valiant and Captain Joe, who is just like, I guess Jimmy Valiant's just buddy or something. He's just some guy in like a weird bedazzled blazer. Um, he looks like a poor man's Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like a chubby old Riddler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Randy walks up to Jimmy Jimmy V and just um, what, what was it? Uh, he just snaps neck his snaps neck him. like yeah, snaps his neck like a Slim Jim. Oh yeah! yeah and it's funny because when Jimmy Valiant dies, he's like, oh no, boogie boogie! Yeah, oh no, boogie <laughs> like, boogie! He, he does like finger guns on the way down. He's like, oh no! <laughs> uh, he goes out with style. He, he does go out with style. Uh, Randy then turns to Captain Joe, grabs him by the neck, and just strangles him. Um, and at this point, I do want to comment on because we're wrestling fans here. I, I couldn't help, but the walls of Jimmy Valiant's school are completely covered in like wrestling memorabilia. Every single inch is covered. And it looks like one of those restaurant bars that just has like dollar bills all over the wall. Only place the dollar bills are like, like headshots of wrestlers, autographs, photos of matches. Um, it's, it's, it's impressive. Um, I couldn't help myself by constantly pausing the movie during this and like looking in at all the pictures and shit and trying to pick out people. Like I saw pictures, Iron Sheik, there's Bruiser Brody, Yokozuna. I'm pretty sure I saw a triple H. Uh, I know I saw Jimmy violence, cauliflower alley certificate amongst other things. I think there's a Ric Flair one up there too. I mean, it's pretty, if you like, it's just kind of fun to pause and try to pick out all the shit in the background. So anyway, uh, now it jumps to Randy's, uh, shitty uh, co-worker uh, and, and, and Mr. Hogan, who's also Mr. Hogan's stepkid, who we've seen before. I haven't mentioned before, but he's always there. He's always like um, antagonizing Randy. Um, and he, if you realize, he's kind of funny. He's got some good lines. Right he do, yeah, he does have some good lines. I will give him that. Uh, so the, the co-worker stepkid's watching dirty granny porn in Mr. Hogan's office. Uh Randy bursts into the room, beats the guy down, uh, and then one by one breaks off his fingers. And not just like breaking, but literally rips each finger off one at a time. Uh, and then uh, he rips off the guy's ear and speaking into the ear, he does his uh, Vince McMahon impression saying, you're fired. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> I, I did there it love is. There we go. <laughs> I, I did love when he first rips off the finger of that guy. He goes, no, man, that's my finger banging finger. <laughs> my finger banging finger. Yeah, he, the, he's like a dirty white trash guy, but he has some of the better lines in the movie. I will, I will give him that for sure. Um, at this point, in walks Mr. Hogan. Randy grabs uh, 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 the, some hand weight from the desk uh, and hits Hogan in it with it bursting open his forehead. Uh, Randy hits him again, dropping Hogan to the floor to which Randy proceeds to beat Hogan to death with the hand weight. Mr. Hogan's dead. That's it. 
Then it just cuts to Randy attacking some other co-worker who I don't think we've ever seen before at this point. Just some random dude. Uh, and this fight turns into like a backyard wrestling show, which ends with Randy killing the guy by electrocuting him with wires from the power box attached to the side of the building. Um, yeah, and and this is this is where the massacre fucking really gets yes. rolling. We are in full like, effect massacre mode now. We are in full effect mode, and we're gonna come across pretty much everyone in the movie, and then some. A whole bunch of like additional people mm-hmm. who just happen to be walking down the street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's some really random so... kills at this point. Like people are like, who are yeah. these guys? Uh, but and, I guess and, it wouldn't be a massacre like, without that. It's like, how long does this last? It's like 10 to 15 minutes long. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a, at this point, I'm saying I'm back on board, man. It's a proper massacre. It lives up to the hype on that part. Um, so like I said, now all we get is just a montage of Randy just killing all sorts of random dudes. Uh, he kills one with a neck breaker, another guy with a weed whacker. He kills uh, the chick with the bruised titties by ripping out her tongue, who is still naked, I, by the way. So I guess she just doesn't own any clothes. <laughs> She's is always <laughs> naked. <laughs> that was one of my favorites. Because he just shows up at her house. He's like in the kitchen, like drinking orange juice or something yeah. with her titties hanging they, out. It's out. <laughs> and he just her. comes up and gives her like gives her like the mandible claw and tears out her tongue. Yeah. And then he kills her husband by ripping out his intestines. So um his rampage goes on so long now that night has fallen. It was daytime where night has fallen. He's still on the rampage. Uh, he comes across a completely new random girl, uh, and then he like yanks her shirt down to expose her boobs, grabs a handful of tit, and then rips them titties clean off and eats it. <laughs> that is amazing scene. It's so out of the blue and so random, but so awesome. I was like, what? This poor girl just walking by, just gets grabbed by this Mex- midget Mexican Sasquatch, as Mr. Hogan put him. Rips her shirt off, grabs a handful of tit, rips the tit off, and then eats it. <laughs> hey, man, he's going on a full day of rampage. Like I said, it's, it, the billing, it, it holds up, man. There was, it was not, uh, it holds you, up. You got to oh. get the energy. You got to get the energy to keep going. Yeah. Oh, God damn. Um, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to use to fuel your rampage, Marshall? Is it going to be fucking Gatorade? No. no fucking breast milk. <laughs> I guess titty blood, titty milk or something, yeah. <laughs> Uh, fuck muscle milk. You get that titty milk. Uh, so like I said, night has fallen now. Uh, Randy then kicks the girl to the ground and kills her by stomping on her head, crushing her skull underneath his boot. Next, he goes all Abdul the butcher on some other poor sap using a fork to burst open the guy's bust open the guy's forehead and doesn't stop there using the fork. He, the pong, the, the prongs of the fork, he starts peeling the poor guy's like skin off of his face with the fork. Uh, again, doesn't look too bad for this level of movie. Like the effects are surprisingly good. Um, I agree. And still the rampage continues. Cause uh, as the next kill is, it is now morning again. So we have gone from day to night back to morning. So he's on like rampaging on kill spree for like 12 hours at this point, still going strong. Um, he strangles yet another random guy with his own intestines. He rips it and then strangles the guy with his own intestines. That guy's dead. (laughs) 
Uh, then the rampage finally ends, and we cut to Randy sewing pieces of flesh together like he was Ed Gain. We don't see what he's making with it, but we see him sewing chunks of flesh together. What was your first thought? What was what were you thinking? At first, I thought, I, okay, it's probably, is it like everything else. It's probably gonna be like a, a mask or something, like a luchador mask, I like guess, a skin luchador mask or something like that. Um, I was thinking a leather vest, like a leather human vest. Okay, I did not go vest. I was thinking it was a mask, but it like. Leatherface only would have been like a luchador one because the tie into the wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was thinking, I was thinking like a robe or a vest. So I was like, a robe a is robe too would have been, much. Yeah, a robe would have been crazy. Like a Ric Flair robe made out of skin. That would be yes. crazy yes. with like human hair hanging off of it instead of like the feathers. Yes. Oh, yes. God, that would have been awesome. But it would have been insane. <laughs> um, so, so, spoiler alert, it's not a it, It's not, not it's either one of those. Flesh. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty awesome when you see, when we do get to it. I will say that. Uh, we jump to Owen and Becky's house where two friends of theirs sh- uh, show up. An Asian guy named Brad, or I'm sorry, Brett, and a brunette girl named Tori uh, who has a very weird accent and a very odd speech pattern, like speech flow. It's really weird. Yeah, uh, I, I can't. I, like, I, I, I'd like to pat myself on the back from time to time and be able to pick up where people are from. I mean. I lived over in Bangkok for a while. I've traveled internationally. I've worked with uh, teaching English as a second language. And I, I can pick up languages oh, pretty good. Oh, for one, you. Phew, no idea. Yeah. I, it, her accent's weird. And then just the way she she talks. Like, most people have, like, a, 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 there's a flow to their speech. Like, a, a, a cadence, if you will. Hers is, like, so odd. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's, it's really odd. Um, She's, like, a deaf Finnish person. <laughs> there you go i think oh, i got it i think wow. i got it i think you got it i think you got it so um so next week basically they sit around and, and talk for a while and that's the scene uh now we go to uh renee dupree aka sean best brother at his house loading a gun for some reason and getting the business given to him by his by his chick uh which I don't really care why she's upset with him, but I don't understand that. Like, he's just standing there loading a gun and he's getting yelled at by his girl. Um, uh, turns out the old French tickler and Aaron have something in common. They both have a thing for feet because she starts rubbing her foot down his back and it instantly calms him down and he starts rubbing her foot and this he gets all excited because she rips off her shirt and they board that train to pound town. Uh, we cut- I knew it. I knew you'd say something about fucking feet when I saw that. I was just like, "Oh, she's doing." Oh, oh. I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna come back to haunt me." <laughs> uh, we cut back to Brett and Owen arguing over money in the basement. Uh, they grab more beer, take it upstairs to Beth and Tori, who is upset now because Renee Dupree hasn't come over yet. Uh, the doorbell rings. Beth gets excited, thinking it's Dupree. Opens the door and in bursts the loan shark goons and their boss, Mister Valentine who turns out to be a fat midget cowboy. Uh, so little, little person. Mark. Little, little person. person. He calls himself a midget in this movie. So whatever. Uh, Fair enough. After some lengthy drawn out backstory about Jackie, who is Mr. Valentine's number one thug and how they met. Uh, Valentine tells Owen that if they can't pay him back, the money he owes Valentine and his crew are going to rape every one of them and burn the house down. Uh, While all the talking is going on, Beth manages to sneak a text message off to Rene Dupree, who is busy banging uh, his girlfriend, Colleen, 
uh, who is played by Brandy Mason. So we see her naked again, get the tits flopping around. Um, see Dupree finally sees the text messages, leaps out of bed, throws on some clothes, grabs his gun. But Colleen gets all pissed off, slaps him, and then yells at him about staying sober or some shit. This dialogue between Colleen and Dupre made zero sense in this story. Like, I didn't no. get it at all. Like, why she was upset at everything. Like, it, like, I, it makes sense. That, okay, she's upset that he, he's drinking or what, or, or, or a recovered alcoholic. Or it makes sense that okay, why do you have a gun? I don't like a gun. But what she's saying at the moment doesn't really have a bearing on what's happening. It's like she's mad at him for something that happened like a day ago. Or, you know, like not in the moment. It's so, it's really weird. It doesn't make sense in, to me at all. And you think, you think they, they wouldn't have this dynamic considering they were just banging, like having, they were just having like makeup sex. They got into yeah. a little argument and then she foot fucked them. And then next thing you know, they're having sex. And, you know, they're like, they're like, like they mend the bridge. They, 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 they've rekindled their relationship. And now all of a sudden she's like, fuck you. Yeah. It's actually it's so out of the blue and so weird. I, I don't get the dialogue choices here or the writing at all. It, it's really odd. It just makes zero sense to me. Um, then it cuts back to Becky and Owen's house. Um, there's a kind of funny moment here when Valentine bitch slaps Jackie and tells Jackie that he's not taking him to McDonald's and buying him a Happy Meal. Or that he's going to take him to McDonald's, buy him a Happy Meal, and he's going to keep the fucking toy. I've asked that, but it's kind of funny. Um, After this is done, you're taking Miss D's. You're going to buy me a Happy Meal. I'm keeping the toy. Yeah, that's it right there. That's it. Uh, one of the other goons grabs Becky, takes her to another room so she can open up the, the safe in the house. And God damn, we're not talking, excuse me, we're not talking about like some square foot little safe you keep in your closet to keep like your important papers in or something like that. One of those fireproof boxes. This fucking beast is nearly as tall as she is. It's the kind of safe that when you see it, you expect Jesse James or Billy the Kid to be riding off on horseback and robbing this motherfucker. That's the type of safe. You, it is gigantic. Um, it's the kind of it's the kind of safe you can trap leprechaun in. Yeah, <laughs> easily. You can trap a whole bushel of leprechauns in this safe. Um, it's fucking huge. Uh, Beth tells the goon that she doesn't know the combination, which gets her punched in the face for that effort. Um, the goon forces Beth to her knees, and with her head at crotch level, he's you know she's staring at her crotch. It's crotch. She starts to take her pants off. So you see where this is going. But then the lights go out, and when they come back on, Randy's standing behind the goon. So he teleports in like fucking Batman now. Um, when the goon turns around, turns his head to look at Randy, Beth gives uh, the goon the old Ric Flair low blow nut shot, and. Uh, <laughs> The ref's not paying attention. Well, bam! Yep, exactly. Uh, Then, at that point, Randy takes over, beats the goon down for a bit, then kills him by jamming his thumbs into his soft, wet eye hole. Soft, wet eye hole. Yeah. Want to hear that again? (laughs) Yeah, you do. Soft, wet eye hole. Yeah, there it is. That's new. <laughs> um, so, and again, it actually looks really good because there's a lot of blood of this. I mean, there's blood splurting out from underneath Randy's thumbs. It looks great. It looks I'm actually, fantastic. I was, I was, it's probably one of the best eye poke outs I think I've seen. Since like a Friday, like since like Jason did in a Friday the 13th movie or something like that. It's that, it's really fucking good. 
Um, it goes on a little long. Yes. But it looks <laughs> but good, so okay. I wasn't complaining, because at least it looked good. Um, seeing this uh, this violence, Beth passes out on a couch. Uh, once the goon is dead, Randy turns to the passed out Beth and holds up a championship belt, saying, Look what I look, saying, Look, I have the belt now. I did this for you. I'm the champ. I'm only, the champ. only this championship belt is not like any other championship belt you have ever seen. This championship belt is made from human skin. And in the middle where the big eagle faceplate, fa- uh, you know, pl- uh, plate should be is a human face. Uh, and there's, you can completely like a random ear sewn onto the side. I think there's a, a nose. nose sticking out of one. Um, so that's what he was sewing earlier. And I gotta say, awesome. it looks properly gross and disturbing. It looks like, it looks disgusting. And it, it's so which, good. which means it looks great. Is another way of saying it. it. I was surprised by this. I was like at the same time, I loved it. I was laughing my ass off and still and grossed out at the same time. Um, so kudos to this. Uh, Randy says there's one more piece he needs to finish the belt. Then he and Beth can be together. At this point, Valentine sends another one of his goons, Andre, to go check on the other goon and Beth. Andre goes off, finds the other goon dead on the floor. Andre goes out the back door and instantly gets attacked by Randy who beats him down and kills him by putting Randy in the old camel clutch or for you newer wrestling fans and less educated wrestling fans, Rusev's accolade. Um, And while in the camel clutch, he rips off Andre's head, clean off his body. I fucking loved it. Blood splurts everywhere. It looks pretty damn solid. I love this kill. A camel clutch I, head I decapitation. It, it was amazing. It so it was uh, so good. <laughs> Inside, Brett says, "Who are you, clowns?" Which probably isn't a smart thing to uh, say to people with guns that just invaded your house. But in response, Jackie says, "Well, we're not doink and dink." Hearing that put a smile on my face because I think that has to yeah. be the one and only mention. Of Doink and Dink, the clown in movie history. So a Doink and yeah, Dink well, reference, maybe. I was not expecting. I was happy to get that. <laughs> and for those who don't know, I just gotta because we we know we got wrestling fans who listen. But I mean, most people are gonna know Hulk Hogan. They're gonna know Macho Man. They're gonna know Rick, Rick Flair. Flair. Yeah, Dr. Rose. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gonna know these people. But Doink is kind of a little bit more obscure. Yeah, he was a wrestling clown. He was. Uh, he had full clown. makeup, the whole thing, and he would do kind of a like he he kind of started getting dark. He was actually not too bad. He was actually kind of a pretty popular wrestler, uh, but he had a sidekick for a while, Dink, Dink, a little person clown or midget wrestler, midget wrestler who called. dressed exactly looked identical dressed to exactly Dink. the same. And yeah. then you had Doink and Dink, and that works so well for this because we have a little person and a big guy. Yep. And or uh, or normies. I don't know, what what do you little people call us? They normies. I think I've heard that before. Um, hey, what's up, skyscraper? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Doink and Dink. That was back in like ninety four, ninety six ish. Like right at the beginning of the Attitude Area, like before like Stone Cold and all that. So, like Stone Cold, I think was making the sorry, but it was before he he skyrocketed to fame. So it's in that weird area. Uh, yeah, yeah, but there was there was that part where he would come in all happy, 
Yeah. He'd win the match and he'd like be like this sad clown, like crying. It was like, it was, there was, there were a couple of different doinks, if I remember. There yes, was, like, there were, there were like at least who, two different doinks at one point. Yeah, but the one, the one guy really like sold it. And like, I feel bad. Because I do not remember any of the actual wrestlers' names. No, I don't remember any. So, like, the first Doink was like supposed to be a good guy, a face. He was the he mm-hmm. was the clown. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be the, the the comedy relief character. But then they started becoming darker. So it, it was very much kind of like Joker esque. Like the first Doink was kind of like the Jack Nicholson uh, Joker, mm-hmm. kind of like cartoony, kind of light. And then second Doink was much more Heath Ledger Doink. Uh, much yeah, darker and it went a different way, but still, because even kind of look like white face, red lips, green hair. Like he, like he was other than like the purple, he didn't have the purple suit, but very much very Joker esque. I mean, more, more more literal clown, but that kind of personality, traditional like, clown, more yeah. more traditional clown. Yeah. Um. So with that said, um, where is that? Uh, again, Valentine. Okay, so Valentine sends another goon to check on the others. This time, he sends Jackie. He sends his main man to go. After Jackie leaves, Valentine tells Owen and the others that he's not really that bad of a guy. He's like, dude, I'm not that really. I know I'm not a really bad guy. I like puppies and unicorns, but I'm not afraid to take your colons uh, if you don't give me my money. <laughs> basically, he's saying I like these things, but if you don't give me my money, I'm going to rip your colon out. Is basically what he says. Um, <laughs> So Jackie finds Beth passed out on the couch and Goon One dead on the floor. Um, Jackie makes an eye pun about, you know, some kind of eye pun, goes out the back door and finds Andre dead. Jackie turns around to see a blood-covered Randy standing behind him, to which Jackie says, Look like we have a wannabe wrestler here. Welcome to Halloween Havoc, bitch! And I said, yes! And let out a big old smile, a fucking Halloween Havoc reference too? Are you shitting me? Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Jackie and Randy grab each other in the old collar elbow tie up. And this leads to a pun and one liner filled backyard wrestling match made up of the most basic wrestling moves and holds. Uh, but it was still enjoyable to watch. Uh, it ends with Randy giving Jackie the, the, uh, the old arm wrench slash arm ringer maneuver only this time, Randy actually twists Jackie's arm right off his body, but he doesn't Clean stop there. Off. Clean off. Uh, Randy then rips off one of Jackie's legs and beats Jackie to death with his own leg. And then... It looks pretty good. It looks great. And then he starts eating the leg like it was a fucking turkey leg at a renaissance fair. I'm, I'm so... Like, this movie's incredible at this point. It's fucking bananas back inside valentine uh, valentine orders owen brett and tori to come with him down to the basement to look for the others oh fun fact here valentine the midget uh the the, uh, the midget who plays valentine is also a professional midget wrestler as well did not That's know not a shocker. um they enter the room with the dead goon on the floor looking up they see randy standing in the window knocking on the glass holding up jackie's severed leg Pissed off at Randy for killing his goon, Valentine rushes outside to confront Randy. Owen wakes up Beth, and the four of them run back upstairs. Outside, Valentine takes off his shirt and gets ready to fight Randy, which I thought was hilarious. You have this little fat midget <laughs> screwing off against this blood-covered giant of a man. Uh, 
at first, Valentine kicks Randy's ass. Like, Valentine takes it to Randy. Like, he, he's beating the shit out of Randy. Uh, because, like I said, it's just funny because he's, he's just this fat midget kicking at Randy's ass. Uh, and I got to give credit to Valentine because he's actually... Valentine blows my mind because this midget is actually able to pick Randy up on his shoulders and gives him a Samoan <laughs> drop. Like, The Rock, like, The Usos. Like, just gives, picks him up. Samoa drops this guy. I was like, hold, that's one of the most impressive things I think I've ever seen. This midget picked it's this guy up. It's his move in the whole, uh, the whole show. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely simple. But at the same time, it's not like Randy fell that high, you know, that far. <laughs> he wasn't that far off the ground when, the, when he uh, fell. But still, that I, was much imp- is true. I was very impressed by that. Valentine then mounts Randy, beats him up for a bit until Randy turns the tides. He scoops up Valentine, body slams him on the ground. Randy then grabs a large Bruce Barber beefcake garden shears that just so happen to be perfectly placed nearby. Randy then kills Valentine by stabbing him in the throat with the shears. Valentine's dead. The other four survivors run out the back door. Tori stops, turns and yells like, hurry up, hurry up. But when she turns back around, Randy hits her in the face with a steel chair, drops her ass to the ground. And then Randy kills her by bashing her head in with the steel chair. I was hoping it would be a concerto, but it's not quite a concerto. But beats her death with the steel chair over and over and over. It it's looks brutal. Good. It's so it, it's so brutal, but it looks great too. Seeing Tori get killed sends Brett into a rage. He charges Randy, but Randy easily just beats Brett down with the steel chair. Then rips out Brett's spine like he was Sub Zero. And holds it up above his head in like a victory celebration. <laughs> that spine looks like shit. That does, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we cut to Becky and Owen freaking out back inside the house. Owen tells Becky to call her brother and get him here while he goes to take care of Randy. Yeah, because he don't want to call the police. Yeah, not the police. Let's get your <laughs> reformed alcoholic brother here. Like that's that was Don't bring his gun. Guess Bring what? Turn out the middle, man. Call a cop. They already have guns. They have guns, too. Yeah. Um, and speaking of, like, the goons, like, didn't they have, they, what did they have? Did they not have guns? Like, do you, are you, how are you going to do a home invasion and threaten people if you have, like, no guns or weapons on them? The goons should have had just, something, but they did, they never did. Valentine had, like, a no tiny match. little knife on them, but. <laughs> they were no match for the, for the Cuban Sasquatch. Yeah, they were not. Um. God, that'd be a great wrestling name back in the '80s, man. <laughs> I just like like love to hear like uh, the Fink introduce like <laughs> the Cuban Sasquatch or something. <laughs> um, so um, anyway, so uh, uh, Owen heads back outside to confront Randy, but Randy gets a drop on Owen and slams up against a randomly yet perfectly placed ladder that came out of fucking nowhere. And what oh, I, and what this is that I see so... behind the ladder? It would happen to be a wooden table. Yes, yes, it is a wooden table behind the fucking ladder. So, but this isn't this isn't a pro wrestling long table that you no, think would be a wooden table. It's like this an old like country from, kitchen table. This is something you pick up at like a Salvation Army. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like a proper like kitchen table. You take like a like, country cottage or some old yeah, uh, a little house on a prairie table. But I was so giddy. Like it's so obviously placed and so blatantly but I, when i saw a ladder with a table set up behind it, i was like oh fuck yes <laughs> like it has to be you have to right so like i was so happy to see it 
Randy and Owen fight their way up the ladder like it was a ladder match. You know, just fight their way up to that hanging belt. Uh, they exchange punches uh, at the top of the ladder until Randy headbutts Owen, causing Owen to fall from the ladder and crash through the table below. Randy grabs a wooden stake uh, that just also happens to be nearby. <laughs> I love how just all this stuff just happens. It's like it's like the wrestling ring. All the kendo sticks sure. and stuff just happen to be underneath <laughs> the ring because why not? Um, so he stands there holding this wooden stake over Owen. And Owen's laughing, saying that his brother-in-law will kick Randy's ass. Randy then impales Owen through the stomach with the wooden stake. While Becky watches from the window... Uh, and delivers some of the worst reaction screams I've ever heard. Like her reaction we get, acting is we get a, terrible. We get a lot. We get a lot of bad reactions in this movie. A lot. Yeah, but so, this one I thought was just, the worst. I, I don't know. Bad. I felt like this is par for the course. <laughs> um, to finish Owen off, Randy picks up a large rock and just drops it on Owen's head, causing the top half of Owen's head to explode. Leaving just the jaw, the bottom jaw, like a tongue and flopping around. And again, I gotta say, the bottom half of Owen's head looks really fucking good. This looked amazing for a low budget. Like, I was really impressed and, and happy with this special effect. I thought it was great. Um, after killing Owen, Randy says, She's mine now. At this point, Renee Dupree and Colleen arrive at the house. He tells Colleen to stay in the car, and he gets out and heads inside the house. But, of course, Colleen doesn't listen and gets out of the car. And as soon as she does, she trips. And when she stands up, Randy pops up behind her, grabs her by her upper and lower jaw, and rips her head in half. And it looks, again, it looks fucking good, man. It looks brutal. Like, he doesn't, like, oh, man. It, it kind of reminds me of, like, Beetlejuice. Like, yes, I was what, about to say the exact same thing when Gina Davis tries to put on her scary face. She reaches open grabs her top part of her mouth and bottom and rips it open. Yes. That's I couldn't exactly remember if that was Gina there, Davis but... or if that was uh, Baldwin who did that. But yeah, that exactly what it is. He just, he, he, now he never actually rips the top part of her head off, but he rips it. He's trying. He He's tries trying. and he rips it. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, uh, so cut and Randy pre finding Becky hiding in the shower. She tells him what happened and asks and, and asks Dupree to go kill Randy. So Dupree goes back outside just in time to see Randy finish ripping Colleen's head in two, which apparently is taking him hours to do because when he started ripping her head open, it was daylight out, and now it is now nighttime. <laughs> so he's been ripping at her head for hours. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, oh, it was this. It's like the harshest continuity here. So harsh. He's sitting there, ah, ah, ripping up daylight, bright, bright daylight. Yes. And then he, where is he at? He's outside. I'll go kill him, Renee Dupree. Okay. He runs outside. And it's not just like dust. It's fucking pitch. It's black. like midnight. It's dark out there. And he's still ripping at her head. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> Dupree shoots at Randy, misses him, then charges Randy. Uh, sure. <laughs> Randy kicks. No, I'm sorry. Dupree kicks Randy to the ground, then removes his shirt because we all know you can't fight with a shirt on. <laughs> like, oh, no. Why would you waste your time with a killer? Like I got killed, but let me take my. Let me waste a few seconds in taking my shirt off. Uh, gotta flex them abs, man. You yeah. got him. You gotta show him off. Uh, Dupree body slams Randy, 
Randy then rakes Dupree's eyes like proper heel style again. Then puts Dupree in a chokehold. But Dupree uh, flips Randy over his shoulder, breaking out of the hold. Uh, at this point, sadly, the film gets really dark here. And it kind of yeah, yeah. gets very hard to see what's happening. And the, the, the cinematography, it's very close up um, and close footage. So it's hard to tell what's going on. Yeah. Um, I did see uh, Randy Dupree hip toss Randy to the ground and kick him a few times. Uh, Randy gets up. But uh, Rene Dupree's shoulder tackles Randy right back to the ground in proper John Cena style. Uh, Randy gets his, his hands on the steel chair again and uh, hits Dupree over the back with it twice. Randy then stands over Dupree with the chair raised high above his head, ready to bring, bring it down for a killing blow. And that's when Becky shows up holding the gun. She says, hey, Randy. What did she say, Aaron? What is she going to say? What do you think she's going to say? Is she going to say? You're fired. That's right. She says, Randy, you're fired. Then shoots Randy in the head. Uh, Randy falls to the ground. Like, not just in the head, but like dead center right in the forehead. Like right between the eyes. Randy falls to the ground dead. But then the fucking demon who we saw in his TV dream shows oh. up. And talks to Randy and says, "This is no time to says this is no time to tap out." Uh, and then uses his demonic magic to bring Randy back to life. What? And apparently the demon also has brought with him his own strobe light because now there's like strobe light going on and all, all behind Randy. Randy gets up, starts walking towards Becky while the demon says some shit that I can't make out or understand. Uh, Becky then just shoots Randy again. Just bang, blackout, roll the credits. What? That's how it ends? Why? I'm so confused. I am so confused by this. Like, okay, first of all, that demon, which we thought was just like a, a weird dream, then be, like, shows up at the end and brings Randy back to life? What? 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 I don't get it. I, huh? Huh? Marshall, don't you, don't you know this is how this is the prequel to Wrestlers vs. Zombies? If that's the case, I'm on board. If Randy is patient zero, <laughs> uh, that and and, and the zombie plague started because a demon brought Randy back, it, that would be amazing. That's it, man. That's it. <laughs> But she's like, where is this demon kicking? It had nothing to do with the entire movie. But all of a sudden, the demon's there, brings it back to life. And it's so antic. He brings it back to life just to get shot and killed instantly again. <laughs> he doesn't or, or do so anything. Who knows? <laughs> just bang, blackout, roll credits. <laughs> Done. That's it. So that's <laughs> that's a Wrestle Massacre. Uh, let's, oh. <laughs> let's move on to favorite kills. Right. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. <laughs> I have no issue with my soundboard today, but fuck it. Well, dude, I will tell you, I will tell you, there is a goddamn smorgasbord of deaths in this movie. And there was no, I mean, they, they did a great fucking job yes. of cranking up the variety yes. of kills. It's been so you know, long since we've had a movie with such a variety and unique and good kills to choose from. Like it, lately, this a lot of them have been run of the mill, boring shit. 
Like this has been a breath of fresh air for favorite kills. Like I, I'm excited about this one. So it's like going to a buffet in Vegas. You know, it's like you go to a buffet and you're like, yeah, it's kind of dirty and weird, but you know, it's got some variety. But you go to like the Bellagio and you're like, oh my god, look at all that shit! It's everything clean and nice. You're just so happy with just one or two. Like it's great. They, I gotta give them credit where credit's due. They fucking knock it out of the park with the kills. So it's hard to pick just one. It is. It's going to be very hard to pick just one. But I think I'm going to have to go with the camel clutch head ripoff because it was such a, I mean, as soon as you start doing it, it's like, because there's been so much buildup with the rampage, I'm like, is he going to tear it off? Is he going to tear he tore it off? It was like that moment. I'm like, I'm back in, you know, like I was out for a long time, but yeah. that kind of brought me back in. Yeah, like I agree, man. You get this movie it starts off hot, like I said. I'm on board, and then it just it it sucks the wind right out, man. And I'm out too. I was I was like I was about ready to give up on this movie. I'm like, oh my god, this is this. But then when that massacre finally starts, it does not disappoint. It is balls to the wall, nonstop. It's amazing, and I 100 percent like it's tough to pick one because like Colleen when he rips her face, like her head open is pretty is awesome. But I gotta yeah. say, my favorite kill too is the camel clutch. That was yes. amazing. That was so unique and so cool. And it looked so good. Like, that was 100% my favorite girl. The camel clutch head ripoff is one of my favorite. I think we've ever seen in uh, doing this show so far. It's, it's definitely on my top five, I think, now. That was an, it's so great. So, 100%. We're agreeing favorite kill. And that's so weird because there's so many to choose from. Even the opening, the girl getting her face ripped off is a great effect. Uh, there's, it's so surprisingly good, this movie, when it comes to the kills. All right, that said, let's move on to uh, the odds and ends. Just when you thought it was over, here comes the odds and ends. All right, ratings. Uh, IMDb gives it a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, so one of the higher movies we've seen on IMDb lately. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes it is not on Rotten Tomatoes. Last when I checked, I believe it wasn't on the site either that, or I just forgot to do it in my notes. But it, I have a blank, so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, Amazon gives it a three point nine out of five, so almost four or five on Amazon. That's, that's, a, that's a higher higher rating. Yeah. yeah. Uh, plot keywords: There were only four plot keywords. Um, unfortunately, none of them have anything to do with wrestling whatsoever. <laughs> none of them are wrestling related. I was gonna say wrestler. <laughs> nope. Oh, okay, let me let me let me go let me go a different route. All right. Titties, breasts, boobies. Pretty much, yes. Nudity, female nudity, topless female nudity, and full frontal nudity. Those are the four plot keywords. Because <laughs> that was the other thing that movie had going for it. <laughs> um, I. Actual to find any actual trivia, I didn't find anything, but I put this together myself. Um, so uh, I, I might be, I think I'm honest something here. So, and I, I hope you might pick up on this too. But pretty much, nearly every main character in this movie, or every character with a name, is named after a professional wrestler. Randy, Randy Orton, Hercules. Well, Hercules was a wrestler. Yep. Owen, Owen Hart. Ricky, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Sean, Sean Michaels. Tito, Tito Santana. Brutus, Bruce the Barber Beefcake. Tori, Tori Wilson. Becky, Becky Lynch. Andre, Andre the Giant. Mr. Hogan is awesome. Hulk Hogan. Brett, Brett Hart. Vince, Vince McMahon. Mr. Valentine, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Jake, Jake the Snake Roberts. Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin. All have some kind of wrestling name in this movie. So, I... Very good. Very good. Yeah. Um... 
budget. I mean, there's some obvious ones. Yeah, know, there's I mean, definitely some Hogan, obvious ones, but yeah. yeah. The Hogan one, Vince, even Mr. Valentine. I was like, that's a, you know, there's a lot of Valentine wrestlers, you know. Yeah, well, I guess there are, but I, I, yeah, Greg the Hammer Valentine was the first one that popped in my head. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, so, Son um, of Johnny Valentine. What? Son of Johnny Valentine. Oh, yes. Yes. I always forgot that he was a, a, a multi-generational one. Uh, budget, unfortunately, I could not find the budget information for this movie. Uh, yeah, I wish, uh, I, I would have loved to have that. You know, it's it's gotta be garbage, but like, you get surprised by like, Sandman, how much did he have to ask to get paid? Like, you know those assholes are like, no, you gotta pay me, you gotta pay me, you gotta pay me. Well, Sam was either A, he did it for like a case of beer, or B, he was an asshole. He's like, no, I won't do it for anything less than this much money because he thinks he's probably exactly. got, he's got like an inflated ego and think he's actually worth more than he is. Uh, exactly. But like, but like Tony Atlas, he's a Hall of Famer. I could see him actually getting some kind of paycheck out of it, obviously. Um, but I'm doing it like, like, like did, did Richard Acevedo write this? You know, I mean, was it his baby? No, Richard. No, Richard. Ricky. Ricky Acevedo did not write this. He had nothing to do with writing it. It was the guy who wrote it was Owen. Um, Owen was the guy who wrote it. Um, Jesus Christ. So yeah, uh, I would have loved to know the budget. That would have been great, but I, unfortunately, I don't have it. So that just brings us to Mortal Comet Combat. Oh, I just hit the wrong button there. Let's try that again. Here we At go. At the end of this day, one shall stand. One shall fall. Right, so uh, there are only 19 total reviews on Amazon, so there's not a whole lot to go. Huh. Um, but all those 19, 40% of them are five star reviews, and only nine percent are one star reviews. So, starting off with the five star from um, I got Aaron, I didn't know you snuck on here and wrote a review, but from Aaron, hey, you know, I gotta do that. <laughs> uh, Aaron writes, If you love awesome B horror, this thing delivers. I don't want to spoil it, but this movie has the best inspirational montage I've ever seen. Indie horror can get a, get away with so much, and this movie has it all from the opening scene all the way to the end. Five stars. Uh, Rosanna Cochran writes, lots of kills, blood, and wrestlers. Five stars. Uh, plain, brown boxers, plain brown boxes matter, writes. Uh, okay, <laughs> I think it's supposed to be hilarious horror, but it's spelled H-A-L-I-R-E-A-S. So I think that's sure. ho- Holly Reyes horror. It's worth watching. <laughs> Definitely some up and coming actors and filmmakers who could only get better with more time in films. Five stars. And that's it. That's it from Amazon for five stars. So I went to Amazon or IMDb and they found a 10 out of 10 uh, on Amazon or IMDb written by um, forks in my heart writes. This one should get a nomination for best picture. The gore is so realistic but so hilarious, and the story is great too. 10 out of 10. Uh, now, on the opposite side of this battle, we have the one stars. Uh, 
Now, on Amazon, like I said, there were 9% of the uh, reviews of one star, but nobody wrote a one-star review. They just clicked one star and didn't write anything. So the only thing I could find was a 1 out of 10 from IMDb written by Zatch Bell 45521 who writes, Who wrote this script? Vince McMahon? The acting here is worse than a WWE storyline, and that is saying something as I stopped watching WWE back in 2008. For real, the actors here are lame. No plot development at all. The cameras used are so low quality. You would think the you would think the who think was shot on a low quality cell phone. I read that verbatim, guys. Uh, two to three three reviewers saying this movie was good. You need to watch some real wrestling matches, not WWE fake storylines, because this movie is not even worth a six and above. If I could have give it negative one hundred out of ten, I would have. Hmm. That's. That's that's what we got for reviews this week. So, all right, Aaron, it's time to step our, for ourselves to step into the squared circle. And give our final final uh, final thoughts here. What do you got this week for Russell Massacre? I'm going to have to say it was a hit maker, a record breaker. I got it's got style, it got grace, it got a pretty face. It'll make a back crack. It'll make a liver quiver. I have to say, so bad, it's good. All right. <laughs> he gets me every time the Ric Flair thing. All right, uh, yeah. Um, I will say I this movie took me on a ride. It really did. I, I've said it before, opening hot, loved it. I was on board 100. But man, it's like I said, it's an hour and 40 minutes, and it takes a good 50 to 60 minutes before the massacre even yeah. starts yeah but once it does holy fuck does it make up for the lost time it goes from zero to like a hundred in once in an instant once it starts and at that yeah. point it makes up for it uh it's a once it starts it is a fun fucking crazy ride a hundred percent saying so bad it's good um i will say you can watch the whole thing it's free on tv but if you really want to Watch the opening minute, just see the opening kill scene. Then like you can fast forward for like the next fifty minutes. Skip everything in between because really it can. really doesn't you matter. Really can. It really doesn't matter. And then just watch the massacre, like the, the last 30, 40 minutes of just massacre. And you'll have a great time. It's a a lot of fun. Um, and that is that is one thing that, that is kind of a bummer about this movie is they they could have sped up the middle part so much yeah. that they just cut out the the scene of them of the goons like the Sandman scene and the Tony Atlas scene. Yep. You can cut that easily. You could have shortened so much other parts. And you could still have you still have to have a little bit of build up. Let's face it. You gotta have him fail at the wrestling school. You gotta have him get, you know, beat up for watching the big titties in the shower. You know, you got to get them fired. I, I get it. You got to have the buildup. You got to have that in there. But holy shit, no, does you, it take a long time to get through you, that? 100%, you could really cut out the entire side story of Owen and the goons. You really don't need it. Like, you could say, oh, the guy owns the money and he's a landlord, you know, and that's, you know, and then the goons show up to the, for the, he's always went to a land shark, not a landlord. Um, yeah. But you could cut out, you can cut out the bar scene. You can cut out all that stuff with Owen. You can cut out the goon scenes with Atlas and Sandman when they're in, like, attacking like a carpet warehouse guy. You know, uh, yeah, so much of that yeah. is unneeded. 
Uh, and yeah, and that really hurts. That really hurts it. Like it does. This is a this this it's a fun movie. I said so bad it's good, but man, it it's not super high up there for me. Like it was fun. I recommend people watch it. But boy, oh boy, is that middle part just slog man it's tough to get through yeah it really is i i it took me a long time to get through it um it's like a wrestling match of nothing but like like holds like hold on that hold on that arm hold on yeah it's just it's a match of nothing but rest holds like yeah Yeah. that's you know like the old like resting resting yeah it's like the old like iron man matches marathon matches from like the 60s or 70s where it's just like arm locks and headlocks and toe holds like just for like for an hour <laughs> it's like jesus christ um so but yeah it's overall it's so highly recommend watching especially since it's free it's so much fun the kills are amazing and the special effects blew my mind for such a low budget movie i mean you can tell it, it was low budget but man were they they invested their money wisely i think in the special effects and stuff because it really turned out surprisingly good and fun um, it, it just it just seemed like it was rushed too. It's like, dude, this there's parts of the movie where the sound completely goes out. There's parts of the movie where they just editing doesn't make sense. It's like jumping around. You could tell it's it's completely rushed. It was probably made in in like a like less than a week. Um, Maybe yeah, I could see that. You just wish the guy hammered out the script a little bit. But they had four writers. I mean, fuck, no wonder. You got fucking ADD, you know. <laughs> this witch would hammer it out just a little bit better, and it could be a true like cult classic. Yeah. Uh, and I wish, I wish the fucking god pro wrestlers were a zombie took a fucking page out of this book. You know, they really invested, like they really wrote the story, even though the story sucked. At least it made sense. At least it had a story arc. Yeah. You know, but you could have had the. The kills and the way that people get like camel clutch head rip off, the backbreaker actually killing somebody, you know, a, a death by steel chair, you know, these fucking wrestling moves that actually kill people instead of like I hit you with a baseball bat and I hit two by four and yeah, you know, I'm like oh yeah, I did love the fact that yeah they, could, they 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 really did. Uh, those two together. If you could blend those two together, you might have something. I will give the movie respect. They did really, t- you know, you can tell the people that were wrestling fans. They they incorporated the wrestling world and elements really well and had it in there. Uh, and just it was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, my God, God, it had a fucking human flesh championship belt. That alone is, is incredible. Like, who would have <laughs> ever thought to see that? Like, that was insane. So I, I could honestly, I could keep talking about this for a lot longer. I could just keep talking about it all night. But we're going to wrap it up. Uh, this was, a, I was so happy to get through this. This was just a really fun ride for me to get through, even though it was long in the middle. Um, so I, I encourage you guys, at least watch it once. If you want to fast forward the movie through the middle, fast forward through the middle, but watch the beginning and watch the massacre at the end. It's worth it. It's fun. Um, now, that said, we're going to, uh, that's it. Uh, main event's over, guys. Nights, we're going to, uh, that's the end of the card. Uh <laughs> So I guess we're gonna wrap up. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for uh, supporting it. Yeah, keep listening. Keep watching it. Well, I'm gonna say I don't know why I'm saying watching. We're not watching anything. Uh, uh, I might have a break. I'm at a loss. Yeah, at a yeah, loss. Yeah, and this movie's yeah. draining. Like, I, I've used up all my adrenaline. Like, I'm 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 bottoming out now. But all right, guys, you know what to do in the meantime. We'll be back later. Watch more horror movies and remember to always keep it tight. And the dusty roads will lead to you, Victor.